Hey friend, thanks so much for stopping by for some community time around the fire pit. I've got some Tennessee white oak going. I'm going to run inside and get us both a cup of joe. Well, you're listening to Quad Dot Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you got it, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Hey friend, this is Season 11, Episode 223, titled Christmas in July. Subtitle, Only 160 Days Until Christmas. Christmas is going to be on a Sunday this year. It's interesting to see the increasing number of Christian churches who cancel their Sunday services if Christmas is on a Sunday. It just seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? This is a little Christmas in July segment, which I didn't plan to do, but the inspiration just hit me because I pulled up a Christmas shop ambience with relaxing Christmas jazz music, crackling fire, and cafe sounds background screen on YouTube to play while I'm composing this podcast. As a subscriber to YouTube Premium, they offer stuff that they're testing out for you to try. So I have my Christmas coffee shop going and a picture-in-a-picture screen on top of my Microsoft Word screen. It's pretty cool. It has the full video being broadcast and a resizable screen. Plus, I have some cool instrumental Christmas music playing in the background, which in turn got me to wondering how many days there are to Christmas. So I opened up the Christmas counter to see, according to my official Christmas countdown, It is 160 days until Christmas. Then that got me thinking about the idea of Christmas in July because it is still July, which became popular here in America at some point in my life in the past. Then I got to wondering about its origins, which sent me surfing the web in pursuit of an answer. In the tangent, you see where the name of the podcast came from. My brain works this way. The cool thing is I'm a voracious learner. So I like to pursue something in the moment, especially since I seem to always have a smart internet device handy these days. So that got me back to Wikipedia, look up the article, Christmas in July, and they say Christmas in July, Christmas in summer, or Christmas in winter is a second Christmas celebration held around the summer season, mainly during July. It's centered around Christmas themed activities and entertainment, including some small gatherings, seasonal music and specials and shopping with the goal of getting the public in the Christmas spirit during the summer season in the Northern Hemisphere. Werther, that's pronounced Werther, W-E-R-T-H-E-R, an 1892 French opera, had an English translation published in 1894. In the story, a group of children rehearses a Christmas song in July, to which a character responds, When you sing Christmas in July, you rush the season. This opera is based on a book titled The Sorrows of Young Werther. In the book, Christmas features, but July does not. In 1935, the National Recreation Association's journal, Recreation, described what a Christmas in July was like at a girls' camp, writing that all mystery and wonder surround this annual event. The term, if not the exact concept, was given national attention with the release of the Hollywood movie, comedy, Christmas in July, which was released in 1940. In the story, a man is fooled into believing he's won $25,000 in an advertising slogan contest. He buys presents for family, friends, and neighbors and proposes marriage to his girlfriend. In 1942, the Calvary Baptist Church in Washington, D.C. celebrated Christmas in July with carols in the sermon, Christmas Presents in July. They repeated it in 1943 with a Christmas tree covered with donations. 
The pastor explained that the special service was patterned after a program held each summer at his former church in Philadelphia when the congregation would present Christmas gifts early to give ample time for their distribution to missions worldwide. In 1943, world transport took much longer than today, and the world was in the middle of a war. It became an annual event, and in 1945, the service began to be broadcast over local radio. Of course, commercialization crept in with the U.S. Post Office and the U.S. Army and Navy officials. In conjunction with the American advertising and greeting card industry, they threw a Christmas in July luncheon in New York in 1944 to promote an early Christmas mailing campaign for servicemen overseas during World War II. The luncheon was repeated in 1945. American advertisers began using Christmas in July themes in print for summertime sales as early as 1950. In the United States, it is more often used as a marketing tool than an actual holiday, of course. In the past, television stations chose to rerun Christmas specials, and many stores had Christmas in July sales. With the complete secularization of the American society, I don't know that it can be said that any attention to the use of the word Christmas can be expected, especially in July. But the fact that Christmas in July became a part of my memory, for whatever reason, is a good thing in my life. An increasingly busy life and the growing complexities of it, even though I'm older, of course, and I don't have children at home, you would think that my life would become more simple. But yet, with adult children and grandchildren that you live near, which we love, your life actually grows more complex, not more simple. But with the complexities and the busyness, I welcome happy thoughts and the sense of well-being that floods my soul when I give attention to Christmas. The remembrance of Jesus' birth and the radical change for hope and good it brought to my life places the insanity of a world gone mad in its place. And believe it or not, about this time of year is when I begin to listen to Christmas music, which I have curated Christmas music playlists within YouTube. Starbucks announced a few days ago that it's closing 16 stores across the country, citing crime and safety concerns at the locations in Seattle, Los Angeles, Portland, Oregon, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C., in a message to employees, Starbucks executives said the company has been getting a lot of incident reports of criminal activity, including drug use in the stores. They wrote, quote, we cannot serve as partners if we don't first feel safe at work, they said, end quote. What does the Starbucks story have to do with Christmas in July? A lot. In our free-falling culture, especially in the cities where Starbucks is taking this action, something wonderful and well done is being shuttered because the local culture is so decayed, they can't safely continue to do business. You can already see where this is headed. In time, places like Starbucks Coffee, Caribou Coffee, and other first-class coffee shops, for example, will not be able to have interior seating and places to gather. In the end, how do you successfully control the open environment they offer? A side note, I will have a link to Caribou Coffee in the show notes. There are 718 shops, none here, unfortunately, in the Nashville area. The coffee pods are sold in stores, but I was in an actual shop in Michigan, and the Adirondack interior decor was well done and expensive, including the Riverstone fireplace. Back when I was a kid, there was Kipp's Restaurants, which had a long counter seating area that also was an awesome coffee shop, but the dining room was accessible by a seating hostess only. This gave good control over the interior that kept someone from entering into the Nice air-conditioned facility with clean restrooms in order to lay down and sleep as if it was a hostel. The tolerated abuse by dangerous and narcissistic people will be the demise of open, free-access businesses of all types. 
The Marxist-minded global elite continued to threaten the world with their overt attempt to accomplish what they call the Great Reset, which means a world controlled by an atheistic central totalitarian government. They call it Marxism, but it's really totalitarianism. But friend, the joke is on them. It is God Almighty that has ordained the Great Reset, and the Great Reset that is coming, and I talked about this in the miniseries Plain Revelation, the Great Reset that is coming is the coming end of the age, where all lost people are sent to an eternal hell, and all people who are saved by Jesus enter into their rest in an awesome place called heaven. So, for the Christian, there is coming a Great Reset in heaven, where all of the coolest, fondest memories of an America that openly and proudly celebrated Christmas, for example, with decorative banners across the boulevards, Christmas decorations celebrating the birth of Jesus on the city hall lawn, Christmas caroling and dedicated December PTA meetings with Christmas presentations. Friends, it's all coming back in spades, as they say. The phrase in spades means to have it in abundance or to a large degree. The idiom is said to be derived from the card game bridge, which was made popular in the 1920s. Friend, do you realize that if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, in time, everything that we long for that is good and right is coming back to us, or should I say, we are headed to it. Our destination is a new heaven and a new earth, the glorification and perfection of everything about our human life that God has given us to enjoy. By this, you understand I'm not talking about elementary schools and PTAs. You know what I mean. It's going to be such a blast that our minds can't begin to absorb or fully process just how wonderful it will be. I think two books give insight into a little bit of how it will be. The first book is The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis, and the second book, Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. I highly recommend that you read these two books if you haven't already. So, as we head into the dog days of summer, let me be the first to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.